Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to arisealife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I'm very excited for a couple reasons. Um, Have y'all been enjoying Nehemiah, the Nehemiah? You know, it's one of those things, I've been wanting Peter to bring back Nehemiah for several years now, but it's like when you read a really good book and then you go back and you read it again and you see things that you didn't see the first time, that's how Nehemiah has been for me this round. Um, Years ago when we went through Nehemiah before, I got amazing breakthrough and Terry and I really um, pivoted into a a different direction, kind of more... um, defined in our destiny. We were pretty young in our marriage, I think, um, at that point. We're still young in our marriage. But um, we, you know, we, were, we were just kind of shifting, and, and we shifted with that first time through Nehemiah. And um, we've been experiencing a shift again. And I love this concept of um, being on the wall, right? That we're building something, and we're building something together. And this, this theme of being on the wall has really resonated with me um, and so I wanted to share with you today the, the breakthrough that I've been getting and um, invite you into that place because I don't know what to do with my hand, so I will hold the marker. I have the talking stick, my scepter, um, and invite you into to that breakthrough too because I really feel like you're going to find your place in um, this story. So are you ready to be encouraged? Yes, yes this is so so super awesome. Um, so, you know, we were talking about Nehemiah, and Nehemiah um, had a vision and a calling to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild the wall because the wall was in ruins, right? And it was in ruins because of all the, the um, opposing nations and, and cities and things around them. Um, and then that was in 444 B.C., which, if you're a numbers person, I'm just saying, it's numbers, Um, But about a thousand years earlier, there was another wall, right? And we talk about walls a lot, right? We talk about walls where? Around our hearts, right? So in the Old Testament, we have these physical walls, and we really want to pay attention to what the Lord is saying about our walls around our hearts. But about a thousand years earlier, in about 1400 BC, there was another wall, and that wall was around a city called Jericho. And, um, and, and Jericho was known for its wickedness. Like, it was not God's favorite. We're God's favorite, right? <laughs> um, and that wall had to come down. And so it's interesting that sometimes we have walls that have to come down in order for a community like, um, like ours, like Israel, to move forward. And sometimes we need to rebuild walls as a community. And that's kind of where I want to go um, today. So... Um, I was in a, a group a couple months ago, and, and they were asking, um, what, do you, what do you do when you get overwhelmed? And I blurted out, as I often do, um, I, I lay down in bed and crawl under a blanket. And three women at the table said, no, you don't. <laughs> I was like, are you in my house? <laughs> but the truth is... Um, I just take a few minutes, and, and, and I do that so that I can regroup and get re-centered because overwhelmed is not a good place for me. I don't think it's a good place for any of us, amen? 
And so um, what I realized in that moment was these ladies really didn't know me. Like, they didn't, they didn't know that part of me. And I feel like that describes a lot of us. Like, we have parts of ourselves that, that we don't really know about each other, you know. Um, there, are, there are things that pop up to the surface in my life um, that some of you might be surprised at. Um, some of it I've shared very publicly in hopes of you all getting set free. But rejection is something I, I'd struggled with for years, for decades, because of my childhood, because of abandonment, unworthiness issues, um, because of physical and um, emotional abuse from a sibling. And that all kind of compounds into this thing called you know, fear of rejection and fear of abandonment. But there are times when I struggle with insecurity, and it's not something that pops up a lot, but um, I believe that when stuff like that pops up, Jesus is going, okay, come on, this is where my finger is right now, and let's deal with this. And so I've learned to kind of partner with that. So um, a while back, and, and I'm going to, I really prayed for general, generality, so, <laughs> so nobody would be like, I know what she's talking about. Um, <laughs> I was in a conversation with someone, and um, they were sharing some things with me, and it wasn't the first time, but we, I feel like we had been around this mountain. We had been around this mountain so many times. And um, what, what it was was her conspiracy theories, right? Which, I mean, I have two. I have two. <laughs> They're very strong. They get fed regularly especially in seasons like we've been in the last couple of years. They are, they are healthy and strong, okay? But this person's conspiracy theory wasn't one of mine, and I was like, would you get over yourself? And I just, I mean, we've been, had this conversation and had this conversation, and, and I was loving in the beginning. I mean, I was loving and, and patient and, and explaining, you know, as... Peter and Masha often are with me, you know, when I'm going like, they just keep explaining and trying a new way to explain. It's the way Jesus does with us, right? So about the fourth time around this mountain, um, I decided it was time for me to level up, and I leveled up and, and just said, look, like, um, and I actually looped Terry in, because I'm like, maybe you can ex mute, right? Like, would you please explain to this person? <laughs> They're not listening. Um, and it wasn't, it was just the whole point from this person's perspective was they wanted resolution and they weren't getting resolution. You know what I'm saying, right? We weren't like arguing. They were bringing a problem to me, looking for resolution. And so we kind of finished that conversation. I, I felt like there was some peace, some resolution in their heart and, and in their mind, mostly. And, um, and I hung up the phone and I thought, oh my goodness, I just want to go um, sit on the couch and sketch. You know, some of you know, like drawing and painting is now my, my thing. It's soul care for me. I, I just, I'm just done. I mean, I, I don't care that it's 8.30 in the morning. I'm just, I'm just done. I just want to sit down and sketch for a little bit. And... Um, and, and I was kind of tempted, but I thought, well, this, I have this to-do list, and... And then I kind of lingered on that thought for a little bit. And then I had this thought, you know what? I'm just done. 
I'm just done. I am just going to sketch and paint the rest of my days. <laughs> I'm done. I live in abundance. There's a banquet table in front of me. God will provide. I am just going to sketch and paint in my isolation and my happiness the rest of my days. <laughs> and Terry came in, and Terry felt the shift in the atmosphere. He's like, you all right? And I'm like, no, I'm done. I'm done. And I hung there for, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. And then the next thing came. And the next thing came and whispered in my ear and said, you know what? You, you're just not any good at this. You suck. Can I say that in church? Okay. Yes. Are we okay? And this insecurity hit me just out of nowhere. And then a few minutes later, Terry came in the room. And he was like, whoa, what's going on now? You know? And I'm like, I don't know, I was like this insecurity, like, ah, it's, you know, I'm not smart enough, which is another lie that circles back to me a lot. You know, I'm not smart enough. I'm not going to be able to figure these things out that, I wanna, that, that are the obstacles on my path that I need to go through to get where I want to go. <clears throat> and I tell you that because when those distractions come and when those... Um, those discouragements and those things initially that were just like, oh, this is so disturbing. You know, their conspiracy theory doesn't make any sense. I should give them one of mine, you know. <laughs> it's disturbing. How could you believe that? You should believe mine, you know. <laughs> what was happening was I was coming off the wall. Can we go to my, uh, do we have another slide? What's my next slide? Ah. So when we're on the wall, we're working in community, right? That's what we've been talking about for weeks. It's been powerful. We've all felt the Lord speaking to our hearts almost every week and just drawing us into the next thing. But after Terry came in the second time and, and just was really like, whoa, this is not moving in the right direction, <laughs> Um, I called a friend, I texted a friend of mine that I communicate on, on a weekly basis with, and, and immediately she said, can you talk? And I'm like, yeah, I got all the time in the world because I, I can't draw, you know, I'm just, I can't work, I'm, you know, I'm, I could go in the pantry and just start eating, you know, but that's not productive. And so we got on the phone and I was explaining to her, you know, my conspiracy theory issue. And she said this to me. She goes, Anne, I feel like you, that Jesus has brought this to the surface again, this insecurity to the surface again, so that you can deal with it because you can't go forward until you deal with this. And then she said three words that wrecked me. Because, you know, sometimes, sometimes God speaks, you know, through the Bible occasionally, right? <laughs> But sometimes he speaks through other people, and he speaks through worship songs, and he speaks through books that we read. But this particular day, he spoke through my friend, and out of her mouth came, settle the matter. Now, I, you have to understand, I sit on an exercise ball. If you're ever on a Zoom call with me and I'm doing this, it's because I'm on my exercise ball, you know. Um, settle the matter. 
because until the matter is settled, we can't go forward, right? And I'm going to tell you a little story in Scripture about one of our walls, but I feel like what God is saying is he deals with our hidden things in our hearts. He deals with our yes buts. We have those, right? Yes, Lord, but... I mean, how many times have you talked to people about what Peter and Masha have been sharing on Facebook and, and people say, yes, but, right? Before we can go deeper into our destiny. So let's go back to the first wall. So Joshua was commissioned to bring the nation of Israel into um, the promised land, into Canaan. <clears throat> and there, initially, they're on one side of the Jordan River, and God does this amazing thing in, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it by a, a better, Acadia is the name, but in, in, um, on the map, it, it says a name that if I said it, it would sound like some of the words that Masha says that doesn't <laughs> sound very good. But um, they're in Acadia, and the Lord parts the, the Jordan River, second time in history, right? Parts the Jordan River, and the nation goes through, and they're like, whoo, we're here. Joshua uh, 6, they come through the Jordan River. Amazing miracle, right? God out of the gate is letting them know, I'm here and I'm with you. And yes, this is the direction I want you to go. Let's go forward. And we get excited when we see those dreams on the horizon for us, right? We get really excited. We've been talking about this. We know over the years where a rise is headed. And then the water parts, and we get to go in there, and we're in this building, and we're doing you know, some really fun things. And <clears throat> then we get to the other side of the river, and on the other side of the river, in Joshua chapter 7, they have to start taking the territory because God told them in the beginning you're going to go in and subdue your enemies, and the land is yours. But we forget that we have to subdue our enemies. We think we can just go in, and the land is ours. We forget that there's, there's things that we have to take care of there. Amen? So they get, to their, um, they get across the river, and um, Joshua sends a couple spies out to this city called Ai. A-I. I, right? <laughs> and, um, and, the, and the spies come back and they're like, piece of cake. There's only like 12,000 people in this city. Like, I was trying to think of a city around here locally that was that small, but we're growing so quickly. It's like, I don't know any cities like that. Maybe a Daresville? I don't, I don't know. Um, so they, they go and Joshua's like, okay, fine. Send a couple thousand troops in and it'll, you know, we'll, we'll be done with this. And they do, and the, the people in Ai rise up, scare the pants off of the Israel army, and send them running back home. Now, how many of us have had amazing victories, and we've seen God move in this crazy, miraculous way, and then the next thing sends us running, right? I mean, <laughs> it's normal. We haven't evolved that much. So Joshua and the elders do what we should do. We, you know, we realize, ooh, we've missed God somewhere, and they repent. And in their repentance, the Lord reveals to them that there's a problem in the community. 
Because God sees his people as one body, okay? And he looks at us as one body. Everybody is on the wall. Everybody has a place in community. And God says there's a problem in the community. Now come to find out, when they took Jericho, the instructions were very clear. There are a couple places in Scripture where the instructions are very clear. In the Gospels for dealing with conflict, it's very clear. You do this, then you do this, and then you do this, right? In Joshua, in, in, in the book of Joshua, the instructions for Jericho were very clear. Wipe out the city, take the silver, gold, brass, and iron, and put it in the treasury of the temple. Period. Very clear. No confusion, right? Did he say, but you can keep this or you can keep that? No, everything went to the treasury in the temple. Well, there was a guy in, um, in, the, in Israel, and his name is Achan. And Achan in English means the one who brings trouble. <laughs> now, I don't know why his mama named him that. <laughs> It must have not been a good day. <laughs> but Achan had chosen silver, some gold bars, and a gorgeous robe that they think belonged to the king of Jericho of this amazing silk, but it most likely had idolatry embroidered on it. And he had taken it, brought it back after they took Jericho, and <clears throat> he buried it under his tent. This is what Achan says when, when he's confronted. I saw among the plunder an exquisite robe from Babylon, 200 pieces of silver, and a 50-shekel bar of gold, and I wanted them badly. How many of us get distracted with shiny objects, right? <clears throat> so I took them and buried them in my tent, and I put the silver underneath. Hidden things. Hidden things need to come out because Israel couldn't even defeat a little piddly town like I because there were hidden things in the community. And God sees the community as one. It, I just, after my friend and I had that conversation, the following morning, um, I hadn't been reading in Joshua for a, a week or 10 days. And I picked it back up and I read this. And, and I heard the Lord once again say, settle the matter. Get it out and get rid of it because you can't go forward until you settle the matter in your heart. There is no place in a child of God for insecurity. So my biggest thing that kept me from being on the wall was my insecurity. Off the wall. Right? Isn't that a phrase? Like, she is just off the wall. Right? I think that's where it came from. It probably doesn't work in any other language, but it works in English. Um, <clears throat> I've told you that rejection keeps me off the wall. 
right? And fear of abandonment. I'll just put fear of A. Will keep me off the wall. What are some other things that keep us off the wall? What are the things that distract, um, that, um, what was my other D word? Derail. Yeah, that deter us, deter us. What are some other things that come up? Don't name yours, name somebody else's. Huh? Offense. Unforgiveness. Any others? Um, thank you. Any others that aren't yours? Sorry? It's like a fear of doom. Doom, yeah. Regret, doom, fear, all sorts of fear, right? So what I feel like the Lord is saying is as a community, when these things come up, deal with them, settle the matter so that you can move on. Because community, this is what I, I felt like the Lord said to me last week. It's about yours, your destiny, Mine and ours. So when we flow, we have to be able to flow together because it impacts you. What, what I don't deal with impacts Emily. And the lie that we believe is, it's just, I'm, it's just me. You know, I'm, I'm not going to do that because I'm going to, you're not a silo. There's no silos in the kingdom. There can't be. Because God sees us as one. He doesn't look down and see all these little silos. You are in a body here. And so we need to take these hidden things and pull them out. So let's talk about, um, let's talk about um, the, our scripture. Is there a map? Go to the next one. There's a, okay, so let's do this one first. So Acadia, over there at number one, um, that's where they started. And then they go across the Jordan River to Jericho, and they take Jericho, and then they go a few miles to the northwest and take Ai, right? So this was the beginning of our journey. So once they get um, Aiken Ach dealt with, the one who brings trouble, once they get rid of trouble, then they can move forward and they go back to I and they, and they take care of business, right? But this time the Lord says, yeah, go ahead and keep what, what your plunder because God doesn't always do it the same way twice, right? So the important lesson there is the first time Joshua didn't check with the Lord, the second time you bet he did because he's not going to lose any men, Right? So go back to our other map. 
So after they deal with this, Joshua's, you know, getting everybody settled. They're regrouping. They understand, you know, the Lord is with them. They need to, to stay close to him. And then they have to deal with some other cities. So I have to pull out my notes because I, I can't remember these names. But these are brilliant because... Um, Oh, I love these. You didn't even name some of these. Arrogance. So the king of Jermith, and he's not on our map. Jermith, um, his name means high places or arrogance, right? So arrogance keeps us... Has anybody, anybody ever seen arrogance in the church? Never. So arrogance is in Canaan, and it has to go, right? Um, hive, which means self-sufficient. Some of this, this one, self-sufficiency? We have the cutest graphic, right? And it's that little boy, and he's got the cape on, and, and he's doing this, right? Self-sufficiency? We got to deal with that in, in our body. No. Okay, deal with it. Hidden things. I'm, and I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I'll just name these off. Um, Jaffia, the, the other map. Jaffia's up there. Um, that one means discerner. And I felt like what the Lord was saying on this one is, you know, we all have the gift of discernment. In, in the church, um, it's called discernment, right? But in the world, it's called psychic. Tarot cards, crystal balls, right? We all have gift of discernment. When it's unsurrendered, then it's, it's either going to be used for one of the two kingdoms. There isn't a third, right? Um, so they had to deal with that. Merim, M-E-R-A-M, that means strife. Hidden things that come from um, unforgiveness, offense. Those are big ones. You can't go further in your destiny. We can't go further in our destiny with these hidden things in there. Um, Ashaph, A-C-H-S-H-A-P-H, that, that one means incantation and sorcery. Hmm. I know, right? Why would God tell them to go into a land and, and deal with that? Because he wants to clean it, Right? He wants to clean the land. So God parted the, the waters and made the way for Israel to go in and fight the battles so that they could own the land. Now, we could sit back in our lazy boy recliners and say, bring it, Lord. Bring it, Lord. Right? But I hope most of us have gotten to the point that we have found the joy of partnering with the Lord and and having a place in the victory, right? We do that in the prophetic. How much fun is it to sit in, in the prophetic ministry or in the prayer ministry or in the inner healing ministry and see the Lord work 
and bring about healing and restoration. Those are the battles that we fight. There's a physical battle going on, but the battle that we fight every day is the one for the hidden things in our heart. And we get the joy of going after them. So what does it look like in our community to stay on the wall? Because we want to stay on the wall, right? I mean, y'all are here. I'm assuming that you like some of the people here. You're here. Nobody forced you to be here. Well, with good intentions. <laughs> you can stay. <laughs> what does it look like to stay on the wall? Okay, so let's think about my day a while back. The first thing that happened was I brought it out into the light. My husband has created such a safe place in our marriage, right, that I shared it with another person. I shared it with him. Right? Do you see that? So now it's immediately starting to lose its strength because I'm going, Terry, man, I just, I'm, I'm just tired. I just want to go draw. And he encourages me to draw because he knows that it makes me happy. But there's a time and a place for everything. The second thing I did was then I reached out and I invited another person into the battle with me, right? I invited a friend in that I trusted, a godly friend, to the battle with me. Now, my husband is very quick to pray over me. He wants that junk off me and out of the house. <laughs> he is highly motivated, right? But this one, this is where I heard the Lord speak. Doesn't mean my, it doesn't, he doesn't speak through my husband. He does very often. I am up here this morning because he, the Lord spoke through him. This is where I heard the Lord speak. So, how do we stay on the wall? We invite others into our battle, right? Another way, how else do we stay on the wall? Huh? Persistence. What else? Practical. Right? Showing up. Showing up for prayer and worship. Y'all know... There's some fire that's fallen in the morning up here before service. If you want some fun, I double-dog dare you. Get here 15 minutes early, 30 minutes if you can. The coffee is made. Heather runs an amazing cafe team. The coffee is made, right? It's extra strong today just for you. <laughs> show up. Show up for prayer and worship. Show up and, and get on a team, right? Community doesn't happen here. This is not building community. This is not where it happens. It happens on Zoom on Monday mornings. It happens at game night, at men's game night, at community game night. It happens at the set freeze 
the men set free. Tell me, who's, who are my men who are going to set free? Right? Are you not making friends? You look, these guys are now talking to each other. <laughs> right? In the lobby. Huh? Needs to continue. The wives are happy. <laughs> Monday night. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so get involved. And this is not a pitch to get involved. This is very practical. I'm a retired special ed teacher. I keep it practical. This is very practical. How to stay on the wall and not die. Okay? Get involved. Show up. Show up to the birthday parties. Show up to the small groups. Show up. Get involved and show up. Um, and the women, we're doing inner healing sessions. I mean, this is where the fun is. Are we not having fun, Don? We're having a blast. We're having a blast. So, so get in a safe place where the Lord can deal with the stuff that he's bringing to the surface. The first question we ask these ladies is, What's on your mind? Because whatever's on your mind, whatever mountain you're spinning around, the Lord has, has his finger on it too. And that's what we're going after. We're not going to dig and search. We want whatever the Lord's going after. And that's how we stay on the wall. Because once you, once you start building community down here, then you've got people that you can, that's an arrow, that you can invite into the battle with you and stay on the wall. It matters. Because the question this morning, as we've been talking about, is what are you holding back that's holding you back that's holding us back? Because it's yours, it's mine, and it's ours. Amen? Amen. Yeah. All right. Can the worship team come up? You know, if God's put his finger on something, the best place to bring it is to the altar, just in your, in your worship. Lay it before him. And just begin as you worship. Just worship. Just give it to him and just say, Lord, I'm choosing to show up. Show me the people that you want me to invite to my battle. Show me the people that I, I can allow to see me. Lord, show me. And I surrender it to you.